Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's always an adventure when I try to go live by myself without Brian helping out. I don't know what that nonsense was, but I think I hit it twice the same. Uh, today, we're going to try and make it short as possible. We promise it won't be three hours. Uh, we're going to try and make it 30 minutes, 45 minutes. We might just end the whole thing. We're going to give you the review. I know there's been a lot of reviews out there. We like to laugh. Uh, I haven't watched anybody else's reviews. Obviously, I've heard some things back because people always have questions about what's going on. Um, to be honest, we, we're in our personal lives, we're kind of busy. And a couple of us, three out of the four of us, showed up on Modern uh, Playbook last night for four hours. So uh, watch that train wrecking uh, happening. Um, it's funny. I love it. It's I won't do it all the time, but it's definitely good. Hey, let's introduce everybody. We got my co-pilot, Solo Wookie. Solo, say hi. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Uh, as usual, uh, Leaky Trooper, Low Bricks Finest. Leaky, say what's up. Hey, what's up, guys? And from the woman, uh, the comic book woman show, Jen. Jen, how's it going? Good, good. Good. So we're going to review Mandalorian in the first episode. We're actually going to have a ranking system. We're going to explain it at the end. We do want to get into some stuff, so we're going to just we're just going to get into it. Show some some scenes that I think we love, and a couple things that were going on that may have been uh, so it's a little trivial, but maybe some Easter egg stuff like that. And uh, and I think if you watch our stuff, it, it wasn't. We'll go real quickly. Was this? It was a. What you thought about the episode just briefly, and was it a surprise? Uh, Solo, what do you think? I, uh, there was, I, I don't know. There was a lot of good, and some of it, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I, I almost went too, too in-depth on it. Like, I watched it twice, and I, and I really was part of my, and it wasn't anything with the show, but it was me. Cause I wanted to pick apart every little piece and look at every little detail and look at every little background shot. So I think for my own self, I went overboard in taking away from my own enjoyment, but the show itself was, was, I mean, solid, just solid. Jen, what'd you think? Uh, same. Uh, I just, there's also so many Easter eggs that it was kind of almost overwhelming. Cause you're like, Oh my god, that's something. That's something. That's something. Mm -hmm. And but I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Leaky, what do you got? Well, I mean, you guys know me. I don't know if the whole audience does, but I love westerns. I love Tatooine. I love the whole hero's journey and the trope. And I got to be honest, Timothy Oliphant from Deadwood, from from uh, Justified, one of my favorite actors. So, I mean, this one couldn't have been any better for me. And, I, and I'm and i almost it, like uh, Solo Wookiee. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, I liked it so much. I had to like temper. I had to temper like calling you, Marco, and calling everybody and just like having a geek gasm over that episode. Yeah. So I obviously had put in a main chat, like no spoilers, and then individually went to every person that watched it and dropped like 20 pictures. And then was like, we can discuss this. And so I'm going to give you guys the pictures. I don't know if everybody out there wants to know them, but I'm going to show you what I showed them and everything else. I'm going to first start off with, well, you know, a lot of things we called, we kind of thought it was going to happen. And we kind let's, of did. Let's like punch out that, that system you were talking about real quick on the ranking. Just oh, mention okay. what they are and then yeah, we'll go has, into it. And then at the sure. end, it gives everybody a little better you mental placation. So at the end, we decided to create a five-point uh, system. You can rank it from a half a helmet, a quarter helmet, to a full helmet. Uh, it's going to start off, one of the ranking criteria is the actual storyline. 
how good was the actual storyline for the episode? The second is visual. How was it visually pleasing? Did you see a lot of good stuff? Was there a lot of messes ups? Was there like cool things like visually just how it worked out? Um, the third would be like Easter eggs, call back nostalgia type stuff. Cause they do it in all the episodes. Was it good? Did they do it right? In my opinion, they did uh, an example of doing it poorly would be the JJ Abrams movies. Um, number four would be uh, continuity throughout the star Wars universe. Does this story in this episode, in the whole of the Star Wars universe that we have now, the new can continuity, does it fit in place? Um, like, you know, when they did Darth Maul at the end of Han Solo at the time, that didn't really fit in place. Now, obviously, it does. But that would probably get a low ranking on continuity at the time. And then uh, number five would be the Star Wars feeling. You know, like people are like, Rogue One's a Star Wars movie. It's kind of that nostalgic feeling you get when you watch Star Wars stuff. Does it have that feeling for you? Did you like it? It's kind of like your opinion of what it is outside of the rest of the ranking system. So that's what we're going to go through. But first, I want to go through and drop some of these. And one of these was just fun. I did this one because I like Gamorrean guards and like I like the wrestler of the movie. And that was fun. Like it was not, it was cool. But in that scene, and we kind of said it early on when they did that second trailer, we thought that he was talking the whole time to the Biss guy. Like the whole, I'm looking for my, and it was. I mean, that's what actually happened in there. It was really cool how he did the scene. Uh, obviously they hung him from the lamp post. I don't think it's the end of that. If you looked at the after thing and you should always watch the after credit scenes to see what they were expecting the characters to look like and what they actually turned out to, he wasn't given that lab jacket originally. He was originally giving a bandana, an arms bandana and stuff like that. I don't think it's the last time we're going to see that species or at least that species is going to be referenced. And I do think it was definitely an intro to that species. So we'll know him better than just somebody hanging out at the bar at Tatooine. Well, one thing about the opening scene that I loved is I almost call it the James Bond. This this whole episode was very cinematic. It was more like a movie than an episode of Mandalorian. And how much stuff they crammed into 47 minutes and still have been so smooth was was cool. But the opening scene was right out of like the 80s action movies and, and anything. And my, you put the uh, Grimorian jumping off of, and knocking himself out so he didn't have to fight him. That was right out of Indiana Jones. I mean, it's <laughs> like, you know, so many scenes in this show, as we'll talk about, was throwbacks to cinematic scenes from movies and TV, and yeah. and done I, really well. I would, I would love to have the money to be able to buy those um, trailer cinematic um, that you were just talking about. All the like concept art that they flash at the end. If oh man, I would yeah. love to own any one of those. Those are really cool. Yeah, I want, to get, I want to get into this real quickly. This is one of the characters that was in the um, in the background. Somebody pulled out. Now you've seen the uniform heads a lot of times. I know we've always linked bounty hunters to everything, and everybody's thinking like Embo or something like this. This actually has to do with something a little bit deeper than that. Uh, Zivo, I think, is how you pronounce it. Z u v i o. He was like this constable slash lawman uh, on Jakku, kind of for a little bit. But he has a lot of linking. He was in this aliens book that they released. By the way, characters we've talked about before that we say they might hint at were also in this book, just so you know. And the funny part about this is that he has a droid go south, and they mentioned the droid Grata, which, by the way, with the Bist, they mentioned the droid Grata too, which is a very interesting thing. We'll do an episode on the droid Grata because I think that's something that people need to know. It's kind of, it was hinted at in, in Han Solo, and then they uh, kind of brought it back. Um, in a couple different places, but I think we'll hint and talk about what that actually is. It's pretty much a gang of droids that ended up like fighting, but either way. Uh, well, but I think my first question of the episode, where was 
the opening scene from? Where? What planet was that on? I know there was a lot of bounty hunters there. It was like an underworld place. Do you guys know where that was? I, I don't, and I didn't look it up. I do think that it would be really cool as if, like, in the comic books where they put in the corner, that was one little critique. They should put in the corner, like, even if they do the date and the or some time or something and do whatever planet it was, I think it would add up. I mean, some of them, obviously, knew they were going to Tatooine when they said Tatooine, right. which, obviously, I think we, I think everybody who watched this knew they were going to Tatooine because, like, it wasn't a big Well, by the timeline, and remind me again, this is kind of after Rebels, is it not? Yeah, it's in the end of Rebels, we see Ezra's hometown kind of fall and get decimated, and then they run the Empire out, and it kind of gets overtaken. So I don't know for sure, but it kind of almost resembles the town that Ezra was from. Yeah, and then if if bandits and everybody came in after the Empire took off, it would kind of. Be I, a little. I think it was just trying to. I think it. I think it was just trying to show the all the all after effects because on the outer rim there was always these type. They sure. were always moving back and forth every single time, and they kind of got into that later on, and we'll talk about it. About yeah, there's some distinct um, clues of where they were: the graffiti, the glowy-eyed dogs, and I'm and I have a feeling right. The reason why they didn't tell us is we're going back there. Clearly, yeah. we're getting back there some at some point. Yeah, I think they're going. I think it's going to have something to do to, like I said, I, I do think that they're going to have, I think, with the Yoda cloning thing, it's probably good. Uh, so they do go back to Tatooine, which we kind of expected them to go to Tatooine. Kind of nice they did on the first episode. Um, a lot of those scenes we thought were from Tatooine were from Tatooine. Uh, it was kind of cool to actually see this for sure, to know that that was the burnt out motivator. Like that was kind of dope. Uh, the droid thing's kind of cool, too, now that he's not completely scared of droids. Honestly, when this hat, I mean, you knew when they hit Tatooine, we were all waiting for this. Yeah. And, like, it was just cool. It was cool when he didn't have the armor on and he was doing the Western crouch in the background in between the entranceway while he was watching the Mandalorian walk into the bar. And then you saw this, and it was just like... Come on, man. And one thing I love is how he looks almost not fit into the armor, right? Yes. Like it's yes. almost like a Halloween, but he definitely still looks cool, but he's like, yeah, that's not Boba Fett. No. <laughs> yeah, you knew right away. It was like something ain't right here. This ain't right. Yeah, visually you could totally tell. I was very impressed with the weathering of the acid stomach acid from the sarlacc pit on the actual um uh beskar armor yes. boba fett's armor um and you could see the way that the stomach acid over years has um slowly eroded and tore up on that i, I was very impressed with that so the one thing that i will say and it didn't ruin it for me at all this is cool i mean this is just cool when they like yeah I mean, that's cool. You get to see the helmet. It's so great. You get to see the whole, the, the uh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane dent. Hole, which is really cool. You know, uh, Stickbox said something. Hey, look, I got it right. Stickbox said something. And it was the first comment. The one thing that did kind of, I was like, man, they're saying it a lot, is the Womp Rat thing. Like, mm -hmm. I got some of the corny humor in it. It was kind of good. And that kind of gets into my ranking system, how they did that Star Wars corny humor in it was good. They, they were like one more womp rat joke away from getting a demotion from <laughs> well when they were coming in the <laughs> they showed the two little womp rats there yes they did 
<laughs> classic Star Wars and classic Western trope. So you know. So then let's talk about let's talk about Cobb Vanth. Okay, so like this is part of it. Like his story. Uh, if you've read the Aftermath books, uh, and I think you know a couple people have because they've commented before on I think Maxwell and stuff like that. But like it wasn't the same storyline in um, the Aftermath books as it was when Cobb Vanth in the TV show says it. And some people are like, well, maybe that's just because of, um, you know, using licensing when you're actually shooting a TV show. I actually don't think that's the case. Um, this is the actual one. And sorry, I didn't get a better picture of this because I took these. I probably should have looked at the Internet and saw if they had these. I actually shot these off the TV while I was sitting my fat butt on the couch and tried to edit them in. But like where the armor is back there in the actual storylines of Aftermath, Cobb Vanth actually shoots the slaver and takes the crate that has the armor in it. And when somebody asked me, like, why didn't that happen? Why was the storyline kind of different? This why didn't talk about, like, why didn't the Beastmaster and them show up? And the only thing I could think is, like, there's a guy telling you that he's going to shoot you for the armor you're wearing. Are you going to tell him that you shot some other dude and took it off him? Like, and it didn't look like how Bath thought he was going to win that battle. By the, I mean, he looked like he was going to do it. But I'm not sure about you guys. I don't think he thought he was going to win that battle. No, right? he knew he was losing. <laughs> he knew right. from the get go. Right. But but they were already they were kind of already somewhat buddies when they when they did the flashback scene. And it's one thing that I was curious about was are, are they are they allowing line in the flashbacks? Right. I always kind of took the flashbacks at face value because I think it confuses the audience. But I guess they could come back later and say actually I didn't. I didn't tell you the whole story. I mean, you say they were friends, but were they ever really that? Remember, like with Tuscan Raiders, he lights the light on fire and threatens them there. Like he's yep. there's always that Western back and forth where it's like yeah. we're an alliance, but like how close are we? Right, right. Um, then Jen, you know, I think we talked a little bit about this one too, and the outfit on the left. Yeah, which you know that's that's. It, they, it's kind of a throw to Princess Leia in two different scenes. It's the throw to her on the shuttle ship when she's talking to R2-D2. That's the outfit she wears, which is very interesting because that wouldn't be something that a former slave would be wearing in the desert. <laughs> like, just not. And then it's the vest from Hoth, which is kind of cool. Like, it's just the small things that they did in this episode that I just don't understand where it is. Our next picture was, like, all the Ray with Jen, though. So I'm going to let her cover this one because she was, like, Oh my gosh! Did you see this? Did you? Are you going to add this picture? Are you going to do this? And I was like, Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So here we go. Yeah, the the pod racer. Like the second that I saw it, I was like, oh, Is that Anakin's? Oh my god, it's Anakin's! And then when you heard it, the they used the same sound, and I was like, That's awesome! Because we knew we know from the movie that after he uh, became not a slave and like was freed, that they sold that. And it'd be so easy for them just to like just do that, just separate it into two different things and sell it off to make more money. And I was like, that's awesome that he has it. It's very yeah, cool. or, or at some point it crashes and then they salvage it out. I mean, because you can see the front bumper parts from something else and they put a side card on. It was just cool how they did it. And you're right. I didn't even notice the sound until you said it. And then went back and was like, oh my God, it is the same sound too. Like that was super crazy. That was awesome to see that roll up. I have a very bad picture. Uh oh man, I hate it. I just did. I gotta stop doing the comments because like I flip over there and I can't see back. No, so this was supposed to be like this is another one of those it's taken out of a different movie of the sun setting over a guy in the middle of sand. I mean, you see it before. I didn't get a good picture of that. 
or this, which was really cool that they had these come back. And the way they did it, like, think about episode, what, what, which one where they had them in? Uh, it was uh, Attack of the Clones. Two, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Tusken Raider dogs. Yeah, the tu- yeah. I mean, it's so cool how much, I mean, George Lucas has got to be loving how some of these are actually finally being shown through using the technology and everything else. He's got to, it just has to be like, oh, that's finally what, why was everybody laughing at the way I did it in the first three movies, the first trilogy, right? Like, this is what I really wanted. I should have waited longer, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think George Lucas has to be happy about the third appearance of Wilro Hood's ice cream maker too. So (laughs) yeah. 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 For another time, (laughs) third time the ice cream maker shows up. But even like the, the detail that they showed on the Bantha, like getting that up close and it, like you could see like the little moisture on its like eyes and its nose. I was like, hold that. That was yeah, fantastic. You could see the cut ins. You could see all the cut ins. And we're going to talk about this scene later, but you could just everything that they did and how great they made it. And Jim, uh, I, love, I love when they were brushing the Bantha's teeth too. Yeah. 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 That was cool. Yeah. I was going to say, who knew that that pick on the end of the gaffy stick was actually for cleaning Bantha teeth? I always thought it was like a reference. Part of it. I loved it. I was like, that's ingenious. Like, it's a giant dental pick for Bantha. It's not a protection weapon anymore. It's a hygienist in the desert. Did you notice in general how they re portrayed Tusken Raiders and Jawas in this episode? That's yeah. what I was going to say. Helped the the picture of the sand crawler. They saved him. They didn't know if he had anything, right? Yeah. The Jawas were kind of cool, and the Tusken Raiders were kind of cool. And then they started making. So they started doing more of that. Uh, the Spartan slash uh, Spartan slash than the medieval uh, Arthur coming and stuff. They started even moving some of their. You know, they have the tridents that have the tips that look like the tips from the. Uh, the cloners when the cloning dart that came out of the thing, like, but just how they shot these scenes, they started turning them into epic instead of just like raiding as savages, which originally was how they portrayed them. They started to train them into like noble type people because you kind of look like it. Like, this is definitely taking off of like, you know, the medieval times where they would come in and just be the saviors, but also raiding country. You know, like you don't look as the Roman Empire. Not everybody looks at them as raiders, but that's kind of what they were. You look right. at them as conquering heroes because they wrote the history book right and this is where i have a question for solo wookie when he had said he was thinking about it too deep i had a take me out of this episode moment when mando first started talking in their language and doing their uh, sign language and um cop vanth was kind of surprised by this and i was like does mando know everything (laughs) it's like he clearly spent time with these people but that was a little bit like wait a minute Mando. Well, here, there's that tie-in with a possible tie-in. Whether or not they'll do it, I don't know. Arashad is a perfect tie-in right here and leads right into an Obi-Wan story, which very much could go back and explain, um, you know, the Rashad and Arashad and and the Tusken Raider, who was a former Jedi Knight. And we did an explanation on that in one of our earlier podcasts. Please go watch it, go back and watch it. And that Outlander series right there is awesome. Um, please go read that by those books. They're incredible. Um, they are f- just good reading, good backstory. Dark Horse series. And oh. this is, and that's one of the things I think that they will possibly be look at tying into with Mando and the Obi-Wan series coming. And I think that group that we saw could very well be the um, 
Al Rashad's um, group, who becomes Darth uh, Great. Great, yes. And so when I he think, turns evil. So I, I, I think that this was kind of a precursor to, hey, we're going to serve this up on a platter. This is kind of a tie-in moment for all of this. And here you go. So I think, a little bit. I, I think we talked about in the past too, especially in the last trailer thing, like you have to introduce, soft introduce some of these characters. So if you lighten up the, if you lighten up the Tuscan Raiders to show that there's humanity and people could communicate, because we know that he could do the sign language in the first one, right? First, mm -hmm. the first season they show him talking to him, but it's like mm -hmm. silent. Then he can actually formulate the voices, which we know Obi-Wan could also formulate the voices because he did yeah. it in the movie thing. Um, so like, we know this can happen. Well, he actually was making this sound something. That's neither here nor there. He was making a great dragon sound. He was making a great dragon sound. We don't have the time for it, but yeah, at least he knows what they like. He knows what they fear, so there has to be a link somehow there with him. And but if you can introduce these people and not just make them as raiders the whole time, then you can introduce that story that Solo Wookie's talking about, and you do kind of make them a little bit more human. Um, I do like this. This was really cool because I was like, hey, you saw the Godzilla thing, huh? Like, <laughs> so cool. I actually appreciate the fact that they didn't actually, because they said how big the crate Dragon was, they didn't actually have the full body of the crate Dragon ever appear out of it. Because you got to remember, it has feet and it has a tail. And realistically, you didn't see much of it uh, come out. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to throw a low breaks plug in here. I was so happy when they showed the little skeleton when they were formulating their plan. Check the link below. You got to yeah. see what low breaks did. Check the link below. It's pretty funny. Um, it definitely is funny. He covers some stuff. And he uses the Lego minis to do it. So it's kind of cool. Check that out. It's short. You can get it right after this. Uh, yeah, this they recreated the. They recreated it in the the uh, C three PO scene. Sorry. Yeah, this was really cool scene because this was the takeoff of, you know. Uh, the barge where they hit Boba Fett's jetpack and yep. he ends up going flying yep. in the air. And then this was a little surprise because I think we seen it before. Yes. You know, the Sarlacc instead of a great, a great dragon. Yep. Dude, that, and I couldn't get a better picture of when he looks up, but dude, it was like, I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's yeah. just cool. And that point, like the whole time I was thinking like, we're going to see Boba Fett. When this happened, I was like, so this picture is when Bubble Fett actually escapes the Sarlacc pit originally. I think they used it on a game board or something like that to show him leaving the Sarlacc pit in the uh, legend stuff, like the non-canon stuff. Uh, but super cool. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do it. But I'm going to get back into one point that some people may have missed. And this is really, really deep. This is from the video game, The Old Republic. That is a Bantha that is tied down. <laughs> it's supposed to be fed to a crate dragon, and then that is the crate dragon. And they put ex in this game, you're supposed to bury explosives underneath. The crate dragon comes out. You blow up the crate dragon, and then you get the crate dragon pearl. Mm -hmm. And it is exactly. I mean, I know it's like 16 bit or 32 bit or whatever, so it's a little sketchy how it looked. But it's exactly what happened at that point. Like. It definitely comes out. You got to antagonize it. You blow it up. I mean, you bury the stuff. You blow it up. You actually have to fight a Tuscan Raider to get the. That's the only difference. But you actually get a Banta, and that's what's supposed to tease the dragon to come out. And I thought that was really cool because that means they're incorporating the Old Republic video game. And you remember what we said before, like Filoni mines all media, and this yeah. is once again proof of that. 
And and in that part of the game, you definitely got uh, Shauna in there. And then it definitely is a reference to Revan because they're trying to find the little world thing so that they can find the ultimate weapon. That's neither here nor there. We can get deeper into that dive some other time. But like it's cool because that scene, when you do the crate dragon thing, just has so much. Oh, and Bib Fortuna, like some descendant type guys there called Fortuna 2 or whatever that guy. You guys remember Jabba's guy? Yeah. You can kill him. Yeah, you can kill him for an extra bonus or whatever. But anyways. And then the final bit here, because we are running on it, even though we're gonna we're gonna make this in like thirty minutes. Uh, the other bit that's on it, of course, was this. Like, it, mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome, right? Well, so do you, was he there the whole entire time, in like with the mask on? Yeah, I mean, were you? Th- are you asking? Do I think he was overlooking them, or like a part of the group in the story? So you think he's actually a Tuscan Raider, like in hiding? Yeah. So I think it's a that could be it. That honestly, I think there's like a ton of questions that could be answered with that one. I think if you look at Obi Wan when he first comes up and saves Luke, it's a little bit of the same look there. Mm-hmm. I think you're right to blend in. He would have to be in that. He probably did take out a Tuscan Raider at one point or another. Uh, dude, there's so many possibilities for it. And I'm thinking, Jen, there's kind of one of two things, like you were saying. He was either infiltrating the group just to assess strength or something, or the other one is he's kind of had it, right? He he literally didn't want his armor anymore. I just find it hard that he's alive and separated from his armor unless he chose to. Hmm. And he, he may, you're absolutely right. He may have been just sitting back watching, especially knowing that the Tuscan Raiders had been, you know, pillaging that village and, and raiding it and doing all those things. But also with, you know, he, he could have been the dental hygienist because as we saw, he had the dental hygienist gaffy yep. stick on his back. That may have been him cleaning yeah. the teeth. He's got so, a new profession. He was a body owner. Now he's a dentist. <laughs> this is the other two things that was interesting. We were talking about a little before, and we should probably stop talking before we get into these things. And I always like, stop talking. Then we'll talk about there. But luckily, in one of these where we're trying to keep it down to 30 minutes, it probably is a pretty good idea. Like, I know a lot of people heard me before. I was like, all I want to see out of this portion is, uh, you know, twin ends of destruction where Bubble Fett catches somebody trying to pretend like he's Bubble Fett or wearing his armor and gets him from behind. And if you caught the two lines in there, and they weren't about Wampa or Womp Rats, they were Cobb Vanth goes to Bubba towards the end after he gives him the armor and is like, oh, we'll definitely see each other again. And then you see Boba Fett overlooking them. Yes. Like, I have no doubt that it's going to happen again. This is one other point that I think we should have brought up, and I didn't put it in there, but like, it's, you do know, it's, everybody knows it's Durasteel, right? Like, it's 90% Durasteel. It is not, um, Beskar. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, uh, real quick. So, Boba Fett's face. I thought that was a great touch, having it like look like like the acid kind of like melted it slightly or like just like like a weird. That's how it was in the comics. It was was back because they did that scene where his back's all burnt up because of the acid. Maxwell could have been other people, but I don't think it is. It could only have been two other people, and it's it's not them. It couldn't because of the acid burning that she just brought up. It could there. I don't think there's anybody who has that acid burning mark on it besides uh, besides both. Back to what you said, Marco, about we'll see each other again. They go right to to more Morrison. I'm just going to have. I have one word that I think what's happening in the future showdown. 
at some point there's a showdown. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it. You think that's going to be like Mando's going to have to have a showdown with Boba Fett and come back. I actually yeah, I mean, if it's Western, you know, if it's a Western, something bad's going to happen to Cobb Vanth. Doesn't have his armor anymore, so now he's vulnerable. Somebody knocks him out, at the, and the town needs his help. So, you know, Clint Eastwood classic. Mando has to come back, help the town, or help Cobb Vanth. I think uh, – I guess stop reading the comments. I know that for sure, I, but they're really great tonight. I think two things. I think one, I think this isn't the end of Cobb Vanth, and I think we're actually going to see him back in the armor. And I think that's where we see Boba Fett coming back. Number two, I don't think that's in the next episode. Mm-mm. I think the next episode we are going to either get a Moff Gideon backstory type episode or more likely I think we're going to see uh, Dune and um, – what's his name? Paul Creek. Uh, Farga, yeah, I think we're gonna see that something to that effect because you know we gotta we gotta go out there like who are you gonna hand that armor to? First off, it's not Beskar. Number two, you were supposed to find a Mandalorian, you didn't, but you know he can operate it. Uh, yep. Well, that's I mean, he won't. That guy, he won't. Like, that falls under the same thing. He won't give it to. See, this is the thing. Like he won't give it to him, but then like maybe when they come back and they figure out that he is. Boba Fett, but why would Boba Fett even? Why would Boba Fett even help out Mando? Like, there's no loyalty for him to help out Mando at all. No, I don't think so. I I think, like you said, I think he's going to have the armor on his ship. He's going to go on with his adventure like this was a self-contained story. Yeah. And at some point in the future, when they revisit this, probably not even in the season, there'll be a reason that that he has to go back there to help the village. Help yeah, I mean, I'm hoping now Now that you see it, this stinks, but now that you hope it, you hope this season you get to see a second. Right. You get to, you get to see Boa Fett <laughs> on the armor. Like, I mean, that's what you hope for. I but know. Got it. Like, you got to know there's eight episodes, and there's a lot they have to get through yes. in eight episodes. So, like. Yep. I think uh, they're planting seeds with each one of these for future seasons, honestly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Let's get into rankings because we are there. I promise. I promise. And we're, we're there. 45 All right, we're going to go reverse order. We're going to go with Leaky. Leaky, let's get a uh, first review from you, Leaky. All right. So I'm going to give it a uh, full mask, really on all counts. Um, it's uh, it, the only one that I, I will say that was borderline was the Star Wars feel of it. This had a very Western feel. It had Star Wars elements to it, but this was classic Western. And one other cinematic shout out I have to say is Tremors. The movie yeah. Tremors with Tremors. The I forgot the It's a Kevin Bacon movie. She's yes. like, Kevin Bacon. The greatest text ever was like, did you see Kevin Bacon in this? I think he's like <laughs> really separated. <laughs> and I just started rolling. I yeah, started rolling. Timothy the Olifant, the right lit. You know, light. He has a little Kevin. He could have been the one wearing Boba Fett's arm in the beginning because he was so skinny. But right. yeah, that's my ranking. Give it a full mask on all counts except the Star Wars feel. I'll give it a half mask. So you got four and a half helmets. There we go. All right, Jen, what do you got? Uh, I give it full helmets. Uh, so I want to say that like watching it on my smaller TV didn't do it justice. My brother has a bigger TV, and I was like, oh, this is so much better. <laughs> like. Uh, especially uh, the scenes with uh, the Kray Dragon. Um, and I'm just, I think I've just been jonesing for anything Star Wars. So I'm just super happy about it all. So, what'd you give it? I'm sorry, where'd you go? Uh, full, full helmet, full mask. All, for all of them, all five? You got five full helmets. There we go. Five helmets there. Let's go, Solo. All right, here we go. I got to be the downer. 
Fucking, I think I have to go. Uh, I, I'm going to go four helmets. Here's why. Um, okay, without having anything to do with the helmets, I have to say if they missed the opportunity right now that they just built for themselves for a toy line, they are idiots. But as we know, they have dropped toy line after toy line after toy line. Here is the most perfect Tusken Raider toy line you have ever created in your entire life. If you can't make a Bantha carrying bombs or a Bantha carrying a giant crossbow and make it so I can make a, a figurine of Banthas and giant crossbows in front of an eaten, gone Sarlacc pit, pit that was vertical and not in a hole in the ground, you're an idiot, and you should not be in the toy business. You are fired. Please call me. I want your job. <laughs> so, with that said, there are a few things that I did catch watching very detailed in the episodes that didn't play right. Um, and I'm not going to spoil them or say them because I don't want to ruin it for other people. But there was some cinematic things that happened that I was like, oops, <laughs> nope, not going to. That doesn't play. That's not right. But they were really small and real, you know, kind of panned over quick mess stuff. Um, so that kind of hurt it. I don't like and I've never liked the Tusken Raider mask, the way they show them close up, the mouthpiece on the Tusken Raider mask always looks fake to me. And I was really hoping that when they did these, they'd oh, find yeah. a way to really define and make that mouthpiece on there just oh. a little more realistic and not so Hasbro plastic. It just looks like Hasbro plastic to me. And it's like, come on, man. It was, it was really leathery, yeah. Yeah, it's like let's you, know, just, it. you know that, right? Like it's, it's an yeah, I, I know, but I mean, come on, they're Tuscan Raiders. What did you write? Like, Sorry, I should Chris. They, I should go, they go to a 3D printer at the cantina and like, hey, let's make a new you know what I mean? Like, come on. Let me let's talk to the five of first guys, Wookie. Maybe we can we can do something about that. I just think right, they're so a little little eh, but um I like the way that it played out. It really referenced, like we brought up, it referenced good, solid game material. It referenced movie material. It referenced comic book material. It referenced toy material. Like, it really brought it back and delivered the whole thing. And and huge shout-out to Marco Colin. What'd you get, like, five for five or eight out of ten on predicting the first episode like i'm gonna drop that right here yeah and everyone else can can yeah do uh, uh yeah it's all right we don't gotta get into that he even brought him brought up the crate dragon which yeah. nobody said so yeah. and with so, that yeah. i thought that disney handled it very well on a um, respectable adult viewing style show and not taking it over the top and making it too over the top for children. Uh, specifically, one of the scenes is like when the crate dragon is, is spewing his acid and he melts a bunch of people and Tuscans and stuff. They didn't really show 
the, the absolute carnage they could have. I mean, they could have really went into detail and showed them melting and, I mean, straight out of, you know, 1978 heavy metal. And, and I mean, they could have really, with the Lochnar and everything, they could have really done some crazy stuff right there. And I thought they handled it very respectably. Everybody knew the point that they were getting across without taking it too far over the top. So kudos for them for finding a way to please both audiences at the same time. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I think we're going to see a really cool next episode and, and I'm excited. It, it's only going to get better from here. We're only going to get more storyline, more, better. little bit, little bit better each time, just like last season. Um, and I, I, I am a little disappointed that that the trailers that we saw that they released, it was a lot of the first episode. Like I, I kind of mean, like you gotta think they still there's still a ton that isn't. Like if you linked it up, like we were talking about in the first one, like if you use the voiceover and linked it on that one first part that was only like three seconds, and you start breaking it down, sure, in a thirty second trailer, you used up ten seconds, right? But you still got 20 more seconds, 25 more seconds of all different stuff that, by the way, they can develop so much more. And was, if you look at some of those videos and how we were talking about, and that's why I didn't want to give away a ton of it because I didn't want like to sure. hit an episode and then be like, guys, this is, I don't want it to ruin it for people, but like right, right. it doesn't ruin it for me. You gave it four helmets. You sure you don't want to give it four and a half? I'm sticking at four, man. All right. I'm going to go over some comments. We're almost at the time. I'm sorry to cut you off. But I want to go over some of these. Real no, quick. you're good. What's your rating, though, Marco? I'm going to after this. I'm going to go okay. comments first and I'm going to get it. All right. Uh, look, uh, stick box. If 100% plus 100% is 200%, <laughs> then it'd be another 100%. It'd be 300% space odyssey. So then it's technically 300%. And then very correct out of cat, very true out of cab, you get 300% there. Very good. Uh, this would actually be cool. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be kind of interesting if Boa. If all of a sudden oh, yeah. uh, Mando gets an impression of what the Jedi are, and then Bubba sure. corrects him, because you got to remember, Bubba was there with the head rolling on the ground, which would be yep. super dope. I love the throwback where they did the blowing up of the Death Star. I thought that was cool. Yes. Of how he explained it. That's what I think was like the point where they kind of explained that Cobb Vanth, the story of Cobb Vanth and the actual books, and where he actually tells the story to Boa can be seen through, it's like from a certain point of view, right? It's always from a certain point of view. Because even how the Death Star was seen there and what was going on was through a certain point of view. Um, Friday, 3 a.m., well, Thursday, technically night, 3 a.m., Friday morning, if you're Eastern Standard Time, two if you're Chicago or whatever that it was at Central. Then if you're on if you're on the West Coast, you suck and you get it at midnight on Thursday yeah. <laughs> Friday morning. It sucks because um, I have to take a nap after I get like three hours of sleep and then I have to figure out how I get sleep. Uh, and sometime so when is our next episode? Oh, we're going to do something on Wednesday, of course. Our regular show is going to show Wednesday. It's probably going to be pre-recorded this week. We might do the foreign thing because we couldn't kick it out. We had a We've had a busy week, boys and girls, uh, with everything else, real life. I see your helmet is full as mine. That's kind of cool comment. Great, great, great. What else do I have? Just <clears throat> <laughs> that was funny. Okay. Yeah. Crate dragon figure, please. I do think the figure things are great. Yeah. Like, especially in the black series, by the way, I want to shout out a group. They, we don't, we're not friends. It's something I watch every once in a while out of our basement. Uh, check them out. They actually have a ton of subs, so you could sub to them or not. They do some stuff on black series. It's a guy named Justin Nathan. 
One of them's sick right now, so they might not be pushing out new content for a while. But go watch their channel, uh, especially if you like Black Series stuff. Uh, very, I mean, for guys that are, I think they're in Indiana, I guess the Gary hasn't got to them too bad because they do a really good job with their show. It's a little bit out there, but it's fun. Um, I really enjoy it. Go check them out. Five red, five red lightsabers. Here we go. That's a good ranking. Book material. What else did I get? Anything else? Trades armor for knowledge for the Jedi. A lot of theory crafting going on there. Uh, I'm up at 3 a.m. See, this is another one. We watch it at 3 a.m. It's a mess to watch it at a.m. Um, I agree. I agree with this. This is why I agree with. But we said that. that again? Uh, do you guys think they're going to keep with the 3 a.m. or think they're going to change that? Oh, really? No, I think they're going to stay. They're going to stay with the West Coast 12 o'clock. Because last year they stayed with the time, too. It was a weird timing. I think it was one East Coast time, so it was really weird. Mm. Uh, okay, this is why I don't think it could be Rex. Is because you had – Jen brought up the acid burn on the face. Acid burn wouldn't make sense on Rex's face. Plus – okay, uh, so clone, lifespan. It would be pretty hard to explain why Rex was still alive at that point, where it's okay for – Boba, because he'd fit out the complete lifespan because he wasn't a uh, sped-up clone. Remember, they sped up the life. Uh, he was expenses of the clones went down. So it would either be the clone that they found, which they haven't they haven't found him on the Emperor's Barge. Well, they found him on the Emperor's Barge right around that time, but he's got black hair and a goatee at the current situation. Mm -hmm. So it couldn't be him. So the only other one would be Boba Fett. Well, and coincidence-wise, you, something you, new, you have a dead do. Sarlacc nearby. And a guy with acid on his face and armor with acid on his face. That'd yeah. be a huge coincidence if it was somebody other than both. Well, and we had a bunch of different, real quickly, we had a bunch of different opinions on how that line came out. I thought it was the Tusken Raiders when I watched it, ate it, and then I saw what they did to the Krayt Dragon. So then I thought that that gave it validity. I know, uh, Jen, what did you think happened? Because well, they mentioned, well, yeah, they yeah, mentioned. Go ahead, Jen. They mentioned, they mentioned that there's never uh, an empty uh, pit, but then like, but then Mando or Din was like, oh, let's, let's, let's something else bigger ate it. So I'm like, oh, so then that to me meant that Kray Dragon ate that pit. Did they say bigger? I thought he said unless something ate it. Oh yeah, no, unless it, something, yeah, eats it. And I know we don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but what if when the Kray Dragon was eating it, Boba put spit out. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that could have happened too. That could have and he could have got skinny enough that he got a thing. Okay, so here it is. No, I think they said, yeah, and and Sticks Boy even says it. They said the crate ate the Sarlacc. Yeah. I, they, they did. I think we gotta go back and watch that because I'm I pretty sure they did. We could check it out. I think they they it was a rough reference. You could take it for whatever it is. I am of course. I, I think the storyline was great. I think the continuity storyline all the way through was great. It didn't seem like 45 minutes, but it also didn't seem like 15 minutes. So it felt like you were actually getting fed a good meal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's how I like my storylines. I like to be fat, unbutton my pants at the end of it because I've just had enough. Right. Now I need a little Aparfait drink after that. Like that's why I like how my storylines, it was dead points on that. So I'm giving that one one full helmet there. Visually, the Tuscan Raider thing, because it's technically the mass thing that you brought up. Look, man, they're not even supposed to use – it's not a breathing apparatus. It's just to most make it look scary and keep the sand out. I don't have a problem with that. I thought with all the other stuff that they did, how they represented the Kray Dragon, how they did all those throwback scenes, how they added in all the small pieces, how the armor had the pitting, how Boba Fett had the pitting, how the helmet still had the perfect dent from Cad Bane, 
everything was timelined around it was supposed to be. The Banthas looked so great. The Cray Dragon was a mess. Even the ass that came down that was supposed mm -hmm. to be kind of silly and representing those old movies like like the Godzillas and everything like that, like great. The Tremor situation was great. Like it was all great. So I gave that one a full one too. So that's two Easter eggs and callbacks. That's how you do them. That is literally how you, except for the Womp Rats. It was right on the border. They almost lost a quarter of a helmet because of the Womp Rats. <laughs> besides that, uh, the corny lines, how they were delivering corny lines from other movies. Like it was just so great, dude. It was so great. They did a great job on all that. So that's another. So they got three. Continuity in Star Wars, it falls in the timeline with everything. It really does. It gives you the timeline where, like, somebody just asked about what clone it could be. It could pretty much only be two Boba Fett or somebody else. Can't be Rex. So you get the timeline there. There is no Darth Maul type. Well, we got to fix this real quickly. So that's four. And, dude, that was if, – if that's not Star Wars, I mean, oh. what is? I mean, that was Star Wars. So I gave it five for five, man. That was a home run of an episode. Um, <clears throat> you know – I obviously thought that that was going to be an episode. I thought a lot of the stuff was going to happen in an episode like that, obviously, because um, I've obviously stayed that months ago. And I still was like, cool, this, but this is how you do it. Like, and that's one of the best parts. If you know, what, if you know what's going to happen, like you know what's going to happen in Star Wars. Like, it's, it's not really tricky because they use the same plot points all the time. You know what's going to happen, but like to show it on the screen to impress you, even when you know what's going to happen, that's when you're getting your five helmets. And I, I think it's one of the best. It's up there for it competes with any of the other episodes they've done. I don't think they're going to be able. The problem is, I think after you get this high, it's going to be extremely hard week after week to come back. And I and you know they're going to do the time thing where they're not all 45 minutes, which I think is the perfect length for these shows and everything else. So like. Hey guys, let's temper it down. Like that was amazing. That was unbelievable. Yes, like that's it how, it's really hard to come out of a break and something that's hyped so hard and just go like, okay, it's three a.m. Now it's four a.m. I can lose an hour of sleep and only have two hours <laughs> for the next twenty-four hours. Watch it again, or I can do it. And of course, you know which one I chose to do, which was watch it again. Um, hey, Marco, I, had a, I had a question for you about when you said the subtle use of Easter eggs. There's another subtle use of something that they're just masters at is the subtle use of humor. Like when the Bantha got eaten, like Tremors. And when they were in the showdown, you know, with Boba Fett and Cobb Vanth, and then the rumble happens, and just Timothy Oliphant puts up his finger, like, can we just postpone this for 30 seconds? It was just so well-directed and well-written and executed this no it it's very hard to do humor and i thought that was subtle that brings up you know to me the five the five helmets yeah i mean go ahead jen oh just uh real quick because I, I saw a comment about uh why boba fett, boba fett would be in hiding um and I, I just figured because he was so tied with the, the empire that just fell so like you, you're not gonna be putting a bullseye on you but i don't know Okay, so there's also another thing, too. You got to think, if you come out of the Sarlacc pit, you're going to have to have some healing. By the way, real cool if we get Dangar. Yeah, I know, I know. Real cool if we get Dangar because that's how it originally happened. Number two, you don't have your armor anymore, so you've got to be searching around. You're in a desert. Just remember that real quickly. Okay. Number three, that just because you work for the Imperial, just because you work for them in the Empire, which wasn't that long ago, when you think about it, it's only a couple of years, like, don't think they're looking to hang out with you. You know what I mean? A Stormtrooper doesn't know who you are just because Darth Vader did. 
You gotta think about after it fell when you see the Cobb Van thing real quickly because that's from years before too. Like now it's not even the M for probably about three to four years. It's yep, four years. The Mind took over in the Red Key. Hmm. But but I'm kind of with Jen on this one for the simple fact that Boba Fett would I try not- solo. I was just going to say one, one comment is why I think I'm kind of siding with Jen here is there's no way he would be separated from his armor unless he choose to. Right. I mean, maybe it could have gotten, you know, he was unconscious, but I yeah, do think he's going to read, read, read the comic. Yeah. So like, comic. you can do it how they did in the comic. Read the comic. That guy, I don't think he would have done that. I think it would be more towards like the loss of weight and had to get out of there and then get spit out. I think that's kind of more the style they go. In the actual novel, they do say that the Jawas found it in they described that armor. They did not say it was Bubba Fett's, but they did say they salvaged it by itself with nobody around it in the sand. Yep. So he did unless they changed the story, which they could from a different point of view, because from a certain point of view is always a thing. Uh I am. Hey, hey! But why would you wander around the desert? Oh, because the access codes would be the access codes would be in the suit, right? Oh, maybe. I'm not saying that. I'm not All right, and with that, that, everybody, please go over, force push that like, get it, force push that subscribe. Go out and get your dark saber so that you can enjoy the Mandalorian like a true fan. Strike that bell so you can see the most beautiful faces this side of the galaxy. And we'll see you Wednesday. May the force be with you. Always. Always. I think if you guys caught it, we've been saying Fat Club at the end of these a lot. I think that was kind of our clue of what we thought was going to happen. So I hope you guys caught that. Number two. Leave it in the description. If you think 40 minutes, 49 minutes isn't long enough, maybe we can make something work. If you like live better than tape, maybe we can make that work. We'll see. And if you don't think Sunday works, let us know. But, like, look, guys, if you want to watch something else and hear them all talk about whatever they're going to talk about, that's fine. Enjoy. But make sure you come see us, listen to what Solo says. And uh, wait a minute. I'm going to get better at this, guys. I'm going to take us out, all right? Fat Club. Fat Club. <laughs> Club of Fett.